There's no problem with the recording. Uh, One of the things that you know we want to talk about after we're done here. Sure. Is, you know, there's been a lot of people harassing her. She's been called by personal investigators who are identifying herself as law enforcement officers. And they're okay. Uh, you know, Miss Osborne has called her consistently and mm -hmm. you know threatened her with putting her name in a newspaper. And she says that this guy is you know part of the mafia and you know it'll all be public record. And, She's been um, called at work by people identifying themselves as forensic psychologists. Okay, that that part, uh, and we'll talk about it more. That is true, and and I'll, I'll talk to you about that after after we're done with the interview. Okay. Uh, and that was actually somebody that FDLE had uh, retained to take a look at the case from a psychological perspective. Mm -hmm. So that's that part is actually is actually true. Um, they called her at work. Okay. Uh, that may have been the only number he had for I don't know. But uh, um, would you raise your right hand? Do you solemnly swear from the testimony you're about to give us the truth, whole truth, nothing but the truth to help you God? Yes. Okay. And your full name is? Lisa Michelle Frith Sabo. Okay. All right. But I see on your card you go by Michelle Frith. I did. Okay. Because I've seen your name spelled yeah. and utilized differently in these reports. Yeah. I was just curious. Sorry, so, but you you wish to be go by Michelle Frith Sabo. Okay. All right. And um, I have before me uh, narratives in reports where statements are attributed to you. And what I'd like to do is read you the narrative and then have you tell me if if that's accurate according to your recollection or if there's anything in it that uh, you feel was inaccurate or that uh, uh, you need to amplify. Okay. Uh, this is from the Bradenton Beach Police Department's narrative from January 1st, 2009. The officer writes that I spoke to M Michael McClanathan and Michelle Zabo, the occupants of room 526. They both said they heard a disturbance in room 525 and heard the female yelling. They said the male responded in a low voice. They contacted the police department and said they later arrived. They said they heard her speak with the police in a calm manner. Both McClanathan and Zabo said she got on the phone as soon as the police left. They said they finally got to sleep. And that is the entirety of the information Bradenton Beach Police Department took from you. Is that uh, accurate? Or is there anything that you feel is uh, you, you need to amplify on that? Or rather not, I mean, there, there, you obviously gave more information to uh, FDLE, and I'll be going over that with you in a second, but to the extent they took down that information, uh, is that accurate? Um, as far as I can remember, almost five years ago. Right, of and, course. And um, being New Year's Eve, and also uh, Michael is the one that called the police. I asked him to call. Okay, right. Yeah, and I, I think I was aware of that from his or interview. Or 911, I think it was he called. Okay. okay. Uh, and then this is what FDLE took down. Uh, on the 31st, uh, Ms. Frith said they were tired and in the room before midnight. The first she heard from the Morris room was when the door slammed. Frith said the female voice was mad or angry and yelled something to the effect of, did you see what you did to my body? The couple was in the room at that point and was clearly arguing about money. The male answered in an unemotional, detached voice and Frith could not hear him well. 
She recalled that the male stated, I want my money back, bitch, in a voice devoid of emotions. The female replied that she didn't have the money as she lost it on the beach. So far, does that sound accurate? Yeah, as far as I can recall. Okay. Frith was concerned and directed McClanathan to call the police. He did. A few minutes after the call, Frith heard the door slam and it was quiet. Just minutes after that, she heard two male voices that she assumed to be police officers. The female voice changed and sounded to Frith like that of a hurt little girl. She described the male as her fiancé with whom she had had a fight. A male voice said that they had probably walked past her fiancé in the parking lot. One of the male voices questioned her, asking her if she was staying, if she was staying with her fiancé, where was his luggage? As the female spoke with the men, Frith said her voice was calm and composed. Is that, that, has that part sound accurate? That sounds accurate. Okay. Frith said she went to bed and drifted in and out of sleep. Somewhere between 2.30 and 3.30 hours, she heard the sliding glass door in the Morris room close that led to a second floor outside balcony. The next thing Frith heard was the alarm in that room going off. She guessed that it to be between 6 and 7 a.m. The alarm sounded continuously for so long that Frith got up, showered, and left the room. She is not sure if and when the alarm ceased. In response to questions, Frith said she heard no more voices or dogs barking in that room. She didn't hear the front door or rear slider either. She never saw either the male or female from that room. Sometime a while later, a detective hired by Kelly Osborne called her and left a card on her door. Frith did not respond. Okay, um, I think we were guesstimating the time that I okay. heard. The, uh, it sounded like when I was coming in and out of sleep that there was a sliding glass door. Okay. Um, sometime in the night when I was sleeping. I, I just remember waking up and hearing that a little bit. Um, now, give me an idea um, on the configuration of these rooms. The slider that you thought it was would be that the slider to a balcony that uh -huh. would face out over, I don't know what's in the back of the... the parking lot. Parking lot, okay. Faced out over, yeah. Would there be any way for somebody to get into the room from outside utilizing that balcony slider? Or is it like one I that just overhangs like the, the parking lot? You understand what I'm saying? Sort of. I mean, from what I can remember, it was a there was a balcony, um, you know, maybe two stories or so above the uh -huh. parking lot. Did you have one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that's what I'm assuming they had. Okay. And it sounded like a glass door sliding open. It appeared to be coming from. So the the slider you were talking about would that be like in the rear of the uh, the building? Or the side, or what? like you walk in the front door this way. Mm -hmm. There's the motel room, and then the balconies are here. Okay, so on the opposite side of the room from the front door. Right. Okay, uh -huh. and I assume you know if it's like most balconies on hotels, you open the slider, and you're stepping out in the balcony, and it's enclosed by some kind of fence, so you don't fall off or whatever. I don't recall what it was enclosed with, or even if it was enclosed. Okay. It may have been a screen or something, but I don't okay. recall the details on that. Okay. Um, but I guess what I'm asking is, if you're on the ground below that balcony, there'd be no way to get up there unless you like somehow climbed up, right? Yeah, I would think you'd have to climb up to okay. go in there. Okay. All right. So the only 
reasonable way of accessing getting into the room from the outside is the front door. Reasonable, yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sure, you could right. climb up if, if you wanted to be a daredevil, you could climb up climb the building, whatever. But, but the reasonable. Or have a ladder or something, yeah. maybe. There's no yeah. steps. Right, right. There's right. no fire escape, way. nothing like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. From what I recall. <laughs> it's been five years and it was I, one I night. Understood. So, yeah. But do you feel relatively comfortable that the sound of the slider was coming from the rear, what would be the rear of that room? Mm hmm. Okay, is that a yes? Yes, okay. that's what it seemed like at okay. the time. Um, so, is that the only door that you thought you heard open in during the course of the evening, after after the police had left? Yes. Okay. And I have been advised uh, that the walls of this uh, hotel were extremely thin. Is, was that your did that is that was well, that yeah, your experience because you could I, hear so much of the conversation going on next door? Fairly thin, yeah. It did, I did hear a lot. Um. Um. And as you said in your statement, there seemed to be a distinction in terms of emotional tone between the female and the male, and the female was angry and the man was sort of right. emotional, unemotional, detached. With the slamming of the door, it it seemed to me that she was very incensed mm -hmm. that he would have the audacity to hurt her body. Okay. Did you see what you did? I mean, it was she was very angry. Mm -hmm. And then that's why it sounded like such a contrast when she was talking to the police. Mm -hmm. She just seemed like she was a really hurt, you know, fight with her fiance. She was, you know, very hurt. Mm -hmm. Sound very different than the anger tone. Now, is you f did your um, did your room's outside door have like a, a walkway that uh, from which you could access your front door? Like, is there a walkway on the is this the second floor or the third floor? I think it was on the second floor. Okay. From what I can recall. So to yeah. get into your room, do you go up the elevator or stairs and then come to a walkway and then access your front door? Is that how it's laid out? I don't remember if we went up steps or if we went on an elevator, but I do recall that there was a walkway. Okay. Yeah, kind of like a sidewalk type the, thing in front of the door. The reason I'm asking is, uh, you know, I also spoke to the occupants at 524, and I guess the, the uh, room or the set of rooms that they rented were actually two stories. And they could oh. only get in from like the bottom floor, and then they had to apparently go up some oh. stairs or something. But yours was just story. contained on one floor. Yeah, just okay. one story. Yeah. All right. Um, could you, during the time they were arguing, uh, I take it you could hear her voice and her words fairly clearly? It, yeah, it seems so. And. His voice, did you, I understand it was lower in tone. Could you hear what he was saying clearly or just selected portions? The only thing I ever heard him say... Um, was I want my money back, bitch? Yeah, okay. but in a very monotone, seemed like no emotion. I mean, you know, it was shocking to me in a way because I'm thinking, she's so angry. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, oh, I want my money back, bitch. You know, and I'm like... 
uh-huh. it, it just didn't seem appropriate for her being so angry that he was so monotone. Uh-huh. Now, in the aftermath of this, did you write down any notes or anything, or did you uh, compile any kind of file on this? I had some notes, and I have not been able to find them. I've moved twice, and I was going to try to find them uh, when Kelly Osborne originally was contacting me, Mm -hmm. but I couldn't seem to locate them. Okay. And um, were they written down shortly after the events that you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. While it was fresh in your mind? Yes, yes. Um, I did. Now, I am told that uh, FDLE showed you, did they show you a copy of her notes that she supposedly wrote down from your... They did. Okay. And I think that's, that's what I have in front of they me. They seem quite different from what I remember discussing. Okay. And that's what I would like you to do. Is I believe these are the notes. If you could highlight for me the portions that do not accord with your memory of the events or your memory of your conversation with Miss um, Mrs. Osborne. Okay. If these are these are some, these are purporting to be her notes. This is what she's provided okay. me and law enforcement's provided me. And uh, And I can't be sure of this cuz it was a conversation. This thing has been like over 5 years ago. Understood. So, Understood. you know, so just, I I wouldn't you know, if, if you would, the ones that you are, on it. the ones that you are feel fairly comfortable that either, you know, you didn't say, or you think were misunderstood. If you could highlight those for me, okay. You know, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not holding you to this, other than to okay. get a sense of, you know, how accurate her, um, in other words, her notes are. Correct her statement. Yeah. Are these your According words or her words? I can remember. Yes. I mean, yeah, some, of it, I can some of it she may have been interpreting yes. rather than actually basing it on what you actually said, and that's right. what I'm trying to get a sense of. Okay. Are these your words or her words? Right. I can okay. interpret it as far as I can remember. Sure. Um, you know, but I was really surprised when the FDLE was talking to me, and he said, did you hear dogs barking? And, you know, this was mm-hmm. last year. Yeah. And it had been four years at that point, and I said, no. Mm-hmm. And then he said, well, that's funny, because Michael McClanathan, who was with you, did. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow. And then I thought, well, maybe there were dogs barking now that he mentioned well, it. Well, but they're asking, <laughs> I didn't they're remember asking the are time. these statements correct? Yeah, let me take a look. Okay. Um, and, and, of course, I'm asking you for your recollection, and, and not that of Mr. McClanathan's or anybody else's, because the fact is, I've been doing this for 25 years, and I'm sure you've had this experience as an attorney. Different people will focus on different aspects of an event. If you see a car crash, you'll notice one aspect of it. Somebody else standing a few feet away will focus on another aspect of it. That's entirely normal. That's expected. You're never going to have absolute identity Mm -hmm. of perceptions between two people seeing the same event. So that's entirely okay. You know, that's Mm -hmm. so just best of your memory. Okay. If you can, if you can just let me know what um, appears to be inaccurate. I'm not sure about this one. I would think. Why don't you use the if you're if you're saying that it's not right, or you're saying you don't uh, remember ever having said that? If you could highlight that. Okay, I remember wanting to confirm it was truly her, 
Okay. But I'm not sure about someone maybe trying to scare her. I wasn't sh I don't know if I said that. Okay. She says for a moment, she asked for a moment so that she could get her file she has on this. That would have been those notes I had before. Mm -hmm. Explains that she kept her ear up to the door the whole time and that she knew since she is a rape crisis counselor. I was never a rape crisis counselor. Okay. She knew to listen. I had worked at Safe Place Rape and Crisis Center, mm -hmm. and I remember telling Michael to call the police. I said, because, mm -hmm. and I did listen, I said, because this is how people wind up dead. Mm -hmm. I said, call the police. And uh, so I explained again what year. It wasn't a door. It would have been, I think, well, maybe it was that door in between the rooms. It wasn't the whole time. Because I did go to sleep. Okay. I, I didn't stay when the yelling was going on. Right. Uh, door. Yeah, Sheena did sound educated. She sounded like one of my daughter's friends. Okay. Uh, they're about the same age, and uh, that's, I think, part of the motherhood thing that pulled me to it, as mm -hmm. well as the crisis center experience. Um, I don't remember what time I went to bed. Shall I strike that? Or well, if it's possible that, it, that she possible did report it accurately, it. then no, don't, okay. don't highlight that. All right. I'm just looking for things where you feel comfortable. I didn't say that, or that's not what I remember. You know, okay. I'm trying to, yeah. you know, whatever you're comfortable with in terms of your memory. Okay, it was awoken at midnight by the hotel door next door being slammed. Yeah, I think that's so. I was going to sleep around that time. I don't think I was awoken. I think I was just drifting, but I, I remember hearing that. Okay. Of course, I wouldn't have known it was Joe and Sheena. Right. But right. I heard a couple arguing. Mm -hmm. um, She was mad as hell. <laughs> you hear Sheena yelling, get your hands off my neck, get your hands off my neck. Then she hears Sheena yell, look at what you did to my body. Was it worth a hundred bucks? Do you remember the no. comment, get your hands off my neck? Do you believe that you reported that to Mrs. Osborne? No. You know what seems to stick in my mind? And and I thought when you said before what you did to my body sounded mm -hmm. a little off key. Mm -hmm. um, I think the whole thing was about her neck. She was saying, or maybe she said something like, "Did you see what you did to my body? And did you see what you did? Did you see what you did to my neck?" Okay, so you I do did believe... remember hearing the word neck, but okay. I didn't hear him to get his hands off. I just heard, "Did you see what you did to my, my body? neck?" Okay, my neck. that's fine. Okay, but not get your hands off. Uh, And she may have said something. Was that worth a hundred bucks? Or did you see what you did to my neck? I, 
I'm not 100% sure what that was. Joseph's in a mumble tone. Uh, give me back my money, bitch. Yep. She says, I don't have your money. I lost it on the beach. They said I had a fight on the beach. Yeah, I did hear that. Stays said it. Sounds like the police were treating a sheet up more like a prostitute. I did. I thought she okay. was a prostitute because right. I'm thinking, well, they're asking, where's, where's his belongings? Mm-hmm. And he's talking about 100 bucks. So my logic just went to, well, maybe that was a prostitution situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't say they were treating her like that, but the question okay. made me think that. Um, Okay. Uh, then why Please question Sheena. Oh, yeah, where's the suitcase? Yep, um, suitcase belongings or his bag. I think something like that. But she explains the police left. Sheena called someone telling them what had just happened. This was her 911 call. Yeah, I did hear her talking to someone on the phone mm-hmm. in, a, in a very kind of quiet tone. And uh, I didn't realize it was 911. About three or four. It was quiet, probably. Sometime in the night, Michelle heard the door open door open and the dogs barked for a moment. Oh, maybe I did. I don't remember. You don't know if you you don't know if you remember you don't know if that that's uh, if you heard that or not. I did I, I sometime of the night heard the it's sometime during the night I heard what sounded like a sliding glass door so open. That comment would refer to the rear slider that you've already talked about. Yeah. Not the front door. Uh, right. Did you hear dogs barking? I, you know, I don't remember hearing the dogs barking, but it says that I did. Sounded like a slider, a glass slider door. Uh, sometime in the night. And I'm not sure about the dogs. Um, she'll explain at 5 a.m. She now hears the alarm going off. I don't recall whether it was 5 or 6, but it was early in okay. the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and she in his room, and it went on and on. Uh, the police report states it was momentarily shut off. All right, well, that's, that's something, like she's, a, that's something she's attributing to the police rather than you, so you don't have oh, to concern okay. yourself with that. Because yeah. that's apparently something she's attributing to a police report. Uh, Michelle and Mike are frustrated and realize they aren't going to get any sleep. <laughs> we had no idea what was happened, you know. But when they returned to their room, they learned. Uh, we did not return. Well, we didn't learn of it then. Um, we checked out and went to the beach. We didn't come back. Okay. I didn't learn about that until after um, the police called Michael, and then he told me later that night. Okay. I didn't know about during the day and disbelief being a suicide and explains to Kelly that she knew it was mad, not sad. That's how she did sound. Yeah. Okay. Um, Michelle called the police station a few times to ask some questions. She speaks with Officer Higgins. I called the police station because the officer, I believe it was Higgins, wanted to speak to me. I called okay. him back. Mm-hmm. I didn't call a few times. I just called once to return 
Higgins call. Okay, and why don't you press I, that a few times? Okay, I returned his call and spoke with him. I think it was Officer Higgins. Mm -hmm. Yes. Officer Higgins explains that she's concerned and she should go to the police department to talk to Detective Diaz. No, that he said if I wanted, I could go further and talk with Detective Diaz. Okay. Uh, explains that she's concerned, explains that I think that she could go to the police department to talk to Detective Diaz. Michelle responds to say, I'm not going there. No, I did not say that whatsoever. Oh, because I highlight that. That's fine. Sorry. College days. That's good. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you. All right. Say, wait, can you just okay. put your initials there so I remember that this goes with you? Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. Um, have we covered you know, everything that you can distinctly remember about that evening? Understanding it's five years ago, have we just covered everything that, uh, that you feel comfortable that you accurately remember? I think when you were reading to me, something about the report said that um, it was like sh about the phone call that she made. Something mm -hmm. didn't sound right in okay. that. That part. Uh, let's see. Isn't it a phone call published on the website? Yeah, actually, that phone call is published. Oh, the 911 call. Yes. yes, yes, the 911 so call. Be, I think the timing of it sounded a little off to me. Okay. If you will. All right, let's see. Did you ever meet her or the other person in the room? No. Did you ever see him? No. No, I just heard the voices. Okay. It's, it's all on the recorded and everything. Right. So right. whatever it is will be on there. All right. I think, uh, I think that's all the questions I have for you. The time is 421. And that's going to conclude the interview.